from the Oscar-winning screenwriter of 12 Years a Slave comes television's next great groundbreaking drama. I'm trying to find out who killed our son. One crime will affect so many lives. You need to be the voice for people who do not have a voice. American Crime, series premiere Thursday at 10, 9 central on ABC. And experience the weekly American Crime podcast hosted by Elvis Mitchell with an inside look at each episode. Subscribe now at podcast1.com slash American Crime. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hi, everyone. Good afternoon. Welcome, After Buzzes. Welcome to the Marco Polo After Show. We have an amazing new background logo image here. It is pretty amazing. Uh, We're so excited about this episode, and we really want to engage with you guys, too. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, YouTube forward slash After Buzz TV. We're on SoundCloud. You can listen to us on iTunes. We are everywhere. And, uh, yeah, we really want to interact with you guys. We want to know what you think about the show, what you love, what you don't love. Uh, So you can use the hashtag ABTVMarcoPolo. You can also find me on social media at at Kim Crossman, and my Amazing co-host. Hi, I'm Michael Andrew. You can find me on Twitter at Michael underscore Drew. That's Michael E A L. E A L. Guys, E-A-L. don't it's forget different. that. <laughs> and I'm Katie Wilbert, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Katie Wilbert. Just everything Katie Wilbert. Everything Katie. on everything. <laughs> everything, <laughs> everything comes up, Katie. Yeah. Katie. Uh, so this episode rendering. Whoa! Double no. meaning. We have done. We've done something cool. We actually. This is the first time that we've all been together, and we haven't seen past this episode. Yes. So there can be no spoilers, and I think that's kind of exciting. That's true. Our, our predictions true. are going to be, yeah, quite different and, well, and I mean, stuff. Never so. go ahead. It's, I couldn't I mean, watch a second episode so. after this one because I needed a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Really? You know, okay. like my brain and my heart needed to process things. Yeah, after, after all that rendering, you needed a cool, you needed after a cool all down the, moment? My heart needs to render. Oh, okay. Aww. You know? Thank Aww. you. Yes. <laughs> It was, a, it was a full-on episode. I think the, the main thing that struck out to me was how many relationships changed, you know, mm-hmm. from going into this episode to the end. Pretty much all the big relationships took a big step forward or backwards. Maybe so, the um, relationships rendered? Maybe, uh, maybe right. they did. did. Right? Wow, maybe that's what it was. So whatever. Uh, that's what I'm here for. So, so let's talk about, um, yeah, a few points about what you think about the episode as a whole, and then we'll go through it kind of chronologically and, and sp- pick out a few things. Okay. So, what did you think, Michael? Well, first... As a whole. As a whole. As a whole. I, I liked it. But uh, <laughs> other than me liking it, I kind of thought it was kind of fast-paced. Everything mm-hmm. kind of happened so quick. Mm-hmm. Like, so many things happened in this one episode. I was just like, oh, but by the time the episode was finished, I was like, oh, that... Already, mm-hmm, you know, like yeah. with the deaths and the and the wars happening mm-hmm. and everything, just it, it was just paced so much faster. When I'm, I'm so used to the episodes, kind of slowly pacing it. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't find mm-hmm. a different word for slow pace, but it was like, usually a slower pace where it's yeah. building up to it. And this episode was just everything. Boom! Mm-hmm. The first uh, moment, the first scene, mm-hmm. something happens. Mm-hmm. The middle scene, the mm-hmm. end scene, and it's just. Everything changes by the end, mm-hmm. and I don't. I don't know how I feel about the pace. I kind of feel like it went a little too fast. I felt too much happened. I agree. I think a it, rushed. it almost rushed. felt too fast that they missed out that whole war bit, and yeah. they just did it with voiceover. Like and they're like, "Oh yeah," and then we went to war, and this happened. Yeah, I, <laughs> that I, was, I was interesting. Just, right? I think that was just over budget. I think they're just over budget, and I'm. I'm, I'm dead point. honest. I just think that they were just like, you know what? We can't really afford this. What do we do? Listen, yeah. just throw up one of them crazy paintings that everyone <laughs> loves so much. And have Jingham talk crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, to an extent, though, I thought it was for what, yeah, understanding that they probably couldn't show the entire battle, even though, as a viewer, I think you wanted that because it was leading up to it. That yeah. It didn't make sense. I they kind did, of threw me off. I mean, I did appreciate that they used, like, the art piece and the cuts of the fight because I felt like, okay, well, at least they're 
still using the culture and history Mm -hmm. to sort of encapsulate it because I think too it is a a moment in history as well as not just like something to entertain so I kind of felt like that was a good way of doing that um, theatrically that Mm -hmm. I was okay with like I wanted to see the actual battle but I thought Mm -hmm. okay given that like I thought it was an okay way to tie it but it Mm. was so quick that was the weirdest thing for me I just got a theory I think I should I say it now or should I say it at the end? Why I think the why I think they did it like that. No, we can talk about it now. That's not I think it. I think um We're breaking all the rules yeah, that we don't whatever. have. Yeah. We're crazy. The yeah. No, Let's I, start at the end. <laughs> <laughs> kind of touch on it and then we'll start. Yeah. I think that uh they're just there might be a bigger battle in the final episode. Mm. So they probably don't want to give you too many battles. So yeah. it'll probably give you something light now and little, maybe the final. Taste. Yeah. yeah. Appetizer. They're probably going to go mm-hmm. at Jalcidal again. And this mm. one's probably going to be a big epic and they probably don't want to mm. oversaturate That's the great true. battle. That's true. Yeah. Like that? I, think, I think that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think I'm right, actually. Yeah, I, there you go. I just think yeah. I'm right. <laughs> that is a fact. Uh, <laughs> That's what's uh, happening. What is a fact is that every time that the three of us sit down and watch the show and the title's gone, all we do is go, Ah. Ah. It's that music at the top, that deep Mongolian, uh. <laughs> that Mongolian draw. Like, uh. yeah. So the first scene, we see that the chancellor has pretty much taken over. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what are your guys' thoughts? Of that like, basically, I thought it was quite interesting. They have so many close-ups on his, yeah. of his face in this episode, and he tw- he does these weird twitches, and he kind yeah. of finds himself mm-hmm. funny and entertaining, and that, I feel like that adds more creepiness to it. He's like, like oh, my wrist is saw. I know. So he's sitting there with, um, with the empress, and I didn't know that she was in. Ca- she's been captured, and then the emperor, the kid, he's like he's somewhere else, and the yeah, daughter, he, who he doesn't even know, obviously at the moment, is missing. Is yeah. that right? Um, yeah. So that's kind of an interesting dynamic to start the show. We see these couple of scenes with him in power. Um, what did you guys think about those opening scenes? I felt like the empress looked like she was gonna tear his shit. Yeah, she was upset. up. Like she. Yeah, speaking of close-ups, this episode especially, there were so many moments mm-hmm. where I was like... And we get to screen it on this very large screen for anyone who isn't yeah. aware of this. Mm. And so it's... Behind the scenes yeah, of that. Behind the scenes of that. I don't think they know, I don't think know of our luxuries. It's honestly <laughs> very helpful and really enlightening when you're watching it so large because you see things that you wouldn't get to when I normally watch it at home on my computer. And mm. watching The Empress, it, that's all they had to do was do a close-up on her face. And mm. she was like shaking with yeah. anger mm-hmm. and I noted that um, something that's different from Jasadao and Kublai Khan in this show but this episode in particular is he's got this mischievous mm. thing that I guess I wasn't aware he's always had in every episode like he kn- he's already 10 steps ahead of everyone so mm-hmm. when he's sitting there having these conversations Kublai looks concerned like he is a bit mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and do this but I don't know why you're not more worried and mm-hmm. I think Joss Sadow was too cool faced all the time mm-hmm. and I noticed it once they were in a room together yeah, yeah. I think Joss Sadow's feeling at, by, by this episode I think he's feeling really confident because by the end of last episode he came out on top. Mm-hmm. It looked like it was all over for him. Then he comes out on top. So by the beginning of this episode, he's just mm-hmm. like, "You can't. I'm, yeah. I'm bulletproof, baby. Yeah, pretty <laughs> you much. You can't touch me. Everything stacked in this corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, and with the with the Empress, he he pretty much covered it up with some political mumbo jumbo. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I have to keep you locked in your room mm-hmm. for your safety. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, that's pretty smart. He's, you know, he his jerk level really jumped in this episode. Mm-hmm. And speaking of his facial facial features, mm. I actually wrote that on my note that uh, he gave a lot of good face. Yeah, he, he gave he a lot of, a lot of like, good. He gave a, a lot of good face. A huh? lot of close ups on on him, and once again, there are a lot of close ups on his hands, yeah. which I thought so was weird. I don't know what what that's about. Maybe if you guys are watching and you know why there's so many close-ups of his hands, you know, like, always dragging so I suppose we could, you know, come to our own conclusions. Maybe the director just thinks he's beautiful. Maybe he has great hands. Maybe it has to do with the praying mantis thing. Yeah, I don't I know if mantis do a lot of specific mm-hmm. things with their hands, if that's how... Well, they, yeah. do, they do have those two claws where's their main choice of attack. Yeah, so maybe it's Maybe a, it's something to do with that. Yeah, I just noticed it's, yeah, it seems intentional now. It's not yeah. just a one-off thing. Um, so then the we get moved into seeing the warrior princess with her dad. And we all laughed when this happened. They had this weird 
sniffing Greeting. moment where yeah. it's almost like a French, you know, a French kiss, like kiss, kiss, but it's kind of a headbutt and a headbutt with some sniffing yeah, involved. Yeah, he sniffs her like her earlobe. <laughs> I feel like he literally was like, yeah. Hi, daughter. It's you. <laughs> yeah, like I know weird. your smell. It's you. It case. was very odd. Like, now I. Okay. It, this ha- I felt that this was easier to understand second time watching it, but the first time I saw their interaction, I couldn't quite understand the rhythm between these two and what they were saying. But the second time around, I understand that he's going, oh, did you sleep with him? And she kind of goes, but I did it for you. And he's like, okay. Like, I guess that in a nutshell was what that conversation was. What did you guys think it was initially maybe, and if he approved? Maybe he or- smelled her virginity going away? Yeah, maybe like, it was. Do you know what? This doesn't smell yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, someone else. Different. You give yeah. it away, you know. Maybe. I thought I thought that that was kind of a, an interesting guess, interaction. Um, I guess my first reaction to him was like, "You look too young, so young. to be her father." Mm. <laughs> I was a little stuck on that. Um, well, they start early in the Mongolian era. Everything so that's they true. Do everything they've got they their everything own backwards. sixteen and pregnant over there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's nothing, nothing, nothing irregular. He probably had her at sixteen. Was mounting horses at twenty, mm-hmm. lopping off heads at twenty two. But mm-hmm. also, I feel like Asian and indipe- what Asian <laughs> individuals mm-hmm. um, age very well, mm-hmm. and so he could be sixty. Drinks a lot of green tea, and I would be like, "You're too young." Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a possibility. It you is know? a possibility. Uh, we then move in to see the blue princess and. Uh, yes. This is an interesting scene. I want to know what you guys kind of think if we take it from when she's brushing your hair until it turns into Marco Polo meets um, the Hunger Games. <laughs> that kind of section. Because, yeah, what did you think, Michael? What was that? That, that scene pretty much encompasses my whole rushed uh, rush theory of the episode. Everything mm-hmm. just happened so quick. Like first he comes in, the the guy that's supposed to marry her, he's like, hey, let's get out of here. And she's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to marry you. Then he takes out a knife, but then I'm going to kill you. Then I'm gonna kill you if you don't love me. Then that being comes sure in. Glenn Close on yeah, her. I was like, like, what? I was like, what the heck? Like you suddenly now you want to murder her? Then you will love comes me. In. Yeah, <laughs> you will love me. Then Zabine comes in, and then he just he kills Zabine with this this like butter knife in the back. Mm. That threw me off. Mm-hmm. And then she kills him. It just it just all happened. It was it like, was a lot to yeah. take. It, in. it didn't work for me. This was a scene that really bugged. It felt like they were like, oh yeah, that storyline. Everyone's gotta um, die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it didn't under, I didn't understand for the storyline that they spent so much time setting up about the Blue Princess having the secret. And they're like, I felt like... Let's kill all the people all who the people know about know, it so it's not an issue. And then she'll confess it later to Marco and it will be fine. I'm like, well, then why was this even a... It just like, that bugged me. It, it was just a escalated weird moment. really quick. Mm-hmm. It was, like, this was escalated. sort of comical to me. Like Toga, that's his name, right? Toga is like yeah. We talked about him being so hard into the friend zone, and that was that moment for me. Him being like, "Fine, if you won't love me and run away with me." We're both going to die. Gonna die. Okay. You. Yeah, I'm, he went I'm all like fatal you. attraction, like I'm going to, you know, boil your bunny moment mm-hmm. and boil your bunny. Yeah, good reference. Good callback. <laughs> That's what it felt like to me. I was like, Toga, come on, like be a graceful loser, yeah. you know? And then he gets shot and then he falls into the water in a very awkward way and I just was like, "Buddy, you could have gone out so much better than this." My whole thing, but if someone if you're taking out of their friend zone, usually there's a good in-between. You're like, "Oh, you don't want to be with me." Then you go home, then you dwell, then yeah. you stew. He was just like, "Oh, you don't like me? S- screw it. Red right more anyway." Die. Yeah. It's just like it was just his decision making on I have to kill you now was so quick. Mm, way I too just, quick. It made like, no sense. Like, that, Toga, I felt bad for Especially you last for episode. a man who's supposed to be so in love with her mm. to have that quick... I, I question I whether he was dead at the end, actually, because there was this weird moment. I mean, I assume, I'm assuming he does die, but it was kind of weird. Like, she shot, shoots one arrow, and then she goes to shoot a second, and he kind of just looks at her and goes... Time to, <laughs> time to take a nap in the water. And... and <laughs> I don't know. I just I I'm leaving a small window in my mind open that he could come back and and well, have yeah. that. But I don't know. If Zabine like, dies from a a prick in the so, back and and he's getting an arrow like through his chest and he comes back, you know, I don't know. I don't know either. So let's I, let's move on for that. That was a weird. <laughs> that was a weird kind of moment. And, wait, a, a, a nice little moment for Zabine. I can't believe they just got rid of Zabine like that. Yeah. We didn't even get to see Zabine in a real epic fight. I was expecting no. to see Zabine go 
go through some real epic battles. He just gets stabbed with a butter knife. That's it. Poor and guy. It felt like that scene maybe was a an afterthought, and they're like, "Quick, yeah. let's shoot a scene that wraps all this up." We might not get renewed. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, now the moment that makes us all cringe. Uh, we see the queen with Malin's daughter oh, yeah. and the feet. And first of all, big props to the makeup and special yeah. effects team because those feet look broken they as look shit. Like, they look terrible. Like all sorts of curved yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we need to comment on it much. Just the that fact that girl it's... is so great too. And she she's does, really yeah. good at crying. Yeah. yeah, she's a good cry. She mm-hmm. does it really good when she's a uh, when they're touching her foot. And she's just like. <laughs> Yeah. And she does like a little puppy whimper. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh. We get to see the queen show some compassion too, and, and that's always nice when we see, we're slowly seeing the warmth like of her heart. Like they showed the foot crease. You saw the crease in the, oh, it was yeah. just really. So yeah, like, that's what I wrote down too, though, is compassion. Yeah. And I think it was important to see, especially going into the fight and everything else yeah. that mm-hmm. um, happened in the episode to see that part of her and I think we mm-hmm. have to keep seeing that part of her because um, she's in such a place of power. Mm-hmm. I was actually afraid they're going to show when she told him to break it again mm-hmm. I actually thought they were going to do it right there and I was like oh not again. Yeah I, so I don't too. need to see that again Not, not another foot breaking scene No. no. <laughs> we don't <laughs> this episode, if, that, if they would have added, yeah, added that foot breaking scene in this episode added with what happens later Ooh. on. No. Too much, too much. This, this You cannot rewatch this episode No. Mm-mm. You just have to take it for what it is like, yeah. alright I'm done. Yeah. No more. No more of that uh, and then we move into probably the most unlikely pairing and weird relationship development in this episode for me which is Malin and Ahmed. See, Ahmed's climbing up the creeper meter too. So before it was yeah. like joust it out, but now I he's called it from really the beginning. Yeah, I'm like, this guy is a creeper. Yeah, he's climbing up that. He's just doing some weird things. He's climbing up it, climbing up that ladder of. I, I've named him the puppeteer because he's not involved in any of these situations where his life is at risk. He's yeah. just he's whispering in ears. Yeah. What what um, Shakespeare play is it that has the Iago? Um, it, it's Othello, Othello. is the play. Yeah. And it, it's my favorite villain of all time. Mm. And he just keeps manipulating everybody by being like, it's so weird. I thought I saw Michael with your wife the other day. I don't know. Just look into it. Just if you want to or whatever. Good one, also, Michael. Um, <laughs> I don't, you should maybe look for your wife's handkerchief, the one with strawberries. I don't know. It just... I don't know why you keep thinking of this. And then, of course, he's planting things. Yeah. And he basically over... Yeah, he... Well, and there's that smirk across his face at the end when he's looking at the art as if knowingly... Mm-hmm. He, I don't know. There's just some weird moments. I, like I think, that. I like too, that back to Shakespeare. they're How digging that into his... Um, Othello? Yeah. So what mm-hmm. ends up happening is that... Um, yeah, Othello is convinced that Desdemona, his wife, is cheating on him with mm-hmm. his um, fellow... Uh, like they're in the army, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and so he he kills his wife, and then finds out that it wasn't, you know, she wasn't mm. really cheating on him, and then he kills himself. Okay. And, so what happens to Iago? Um, he. So you think Ahmed's pulling a? I don't entirely remember what happens to Iago, other than he's pretty much still alive, and he. Do you guys agree that it, it seems that kind of a there's I mean, something going be. on? Well, I've, I've never. I don't. I don't think I've seen Othello, but like, but you know, I like your reference. But I've seen. I've read Superman. Uh, well, or you know, <laughs> Batman. You, you give us the Batman, I've read Batman analogy. And he seems very much like Joker. Now, when he's like Joker, I mean that in a way that he is. He can. Joker's always been able to mess with someone's mind. He can talk mm-hmm. to someone mm-hmm. and make them commit suicide. Yeah, you know, like he, mm-hmm. he has a, a co a, a, a co like his sidekick is Harley Quinn, and she mm-hmm. used to be someone who used to work in a psych ward. Mm-hmm. And he just by talking to her, he turned her crazy and made her technically his concubine, his side mm-hmm. girl. Because he's so good at manipulation, and Ahmed, yeah. like Joker, mm. could be and he does putting it, some mystery, doing some things like that. Yeah, he does it so, um, so seamlessly go. in that he he's very calm and quiet, mm. and he doesn't. Let's use more references. I think well, you know, like Jostadow is calculated, and you mm-hmm. see the calculation in his eyes. I like think, Lex Luthor. <laughs> like Lex Luthor, I think Ahmed is different in that he's got. Like, he's not sharing his secrets with anyone. Joss mm-hmm. is sharing his secrets with the audience. Mm-hmm. Ahmed's not. He's he's a closed box, but I think they're 
bringing up his childhood and stuff too a so we get to know him more and maybe understand why he's Mm -hmm. potentially going to do whatever it is he's going to do but Mm -hmm. i also think he's attracted to may lynn because he sees something in her he sees in himself definitely like they i said that it's almost the sick flirting that they've got going back and forth like they're sharing these sad stories about both of their pasts and you even said, like, he looks almost turned on by it yeah. at one point. Like, he's like, yeah. And then yeah, he flips on her. Them. And, yeah, it's this weird back and forth between them in this episode. And It's like the moment when she's talking, when she's talking to him, when she's insulting him. Mm-hmm. She's just like, you, you was your mother a whore? Was, yeah. And he's mm-hmm. looking at her like, yeah, I like that. Keep saying that. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe she was. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, a weird energy between those two. And I'm not sure how it's going to play out, but... What about when he was, like, rubbing her back with his thumb? Yeah, Yeah. with those scars, and... I don't know. I do think he has an interest in her, personally, but I Mm -hmm. also think he sees an end goal by using her. Yeah. Well, what we learn from his backstory, too, is that, yeah, he was uh, taken when he was younger and Mm -hmm. bought up in, in that, so... This could be a huge just revenge plot for Ahmed, um, like a Russian spy child yeah, or something. Yeah. But I would think that I, I, would, I think everyone in his court—that's technically their story. Mm-hmm. Whoever's not Mongolian, I would think that they were—they came from a land that was conquered, mm-hmm. and like like Alexander the Great, he he immerses them in his culture, and that's mm-hmm. how he rules. He he respects your culture, but he makes you respect his culture, and mm-hmm. and he kind of makes you worship him. Seems mm-hmm. risky, so. right? Mm. Well, Doesn't it to have all these foreigners in your court and just trust that mm-hmm. by being a good leader they won't revolt against you for all the misdeeds you did to their people? Well, it if seems you treat like a them, risk. Well, I mean, if it's in a world where that happens all the time, it could just they mm. could just understand people it as just war. understand this and is you, what it is. Yeah, if you treat them good, it doesn't really matter who's in the government as long as you're with a government that treats you good. Mm-hmm. You're going to accept it. If you're with a government that's that's terrorizing you, then mm-hmm. it's always going to start revolution. And I think he knows that. If he's yeah. always every day coming through and going super dictator on them, mm-hmm. but he's giving them a leeway, so it, it works yeah. to his benefit. Do you think that Ahmed has a genuine liking to Malin, or do you think that after he has a conversation with the queen and she's like, get her on side... And Ahmed gets some more information that, you know, that the daughter's here and stuff. Do you think that he gets closer to her purely strategically, or do you think there's something more there? I think there's something more. Yeah, I, think yeah, something I agree. More too. I think, you know, they're showing it in the way that he's touching her and the way that he looks at her, and he, he hasn't hurt her, mm. and I think he's caring for her, and it's that sort of caretaker syndrome, too, of... Um, do they call that Stockholm Yeah, Stockholm Yeah, I was thinking of the but name, But it's too. when you fall in love with your captor, right? Right. Which I, I'm not saying couldn't happen for Maylin mm. um, if he continues his kindness and, like, is the gatekeeper for her daughter. Like, maybe that's a tactic personally as mm-hmm. well as strategically to be, like, if I am the one who has what she wants, like, she has to Get respect to me. me and obey me and... It was last episode too, right? When she held, she's held captive, and he's like laying above her. Yeah. Like he's yeah. always yeah. weird around kind her. I like how she calls him out as a snake. He's like, she's like, don't hide in the shadows like a snake. He's like, snakes don't like the shadows. Like well, they're more like a rat. Yeah, <laughs> she's like screamed it out. Yeah, yeah. I'm a rat. <laughs> uh, so then we see, we see. Um, uh, Kublai Khan and all the other people kind of gathered around and they're saying we're going to suggest a, or request a parley and then Yosef goes and has this interesting scene with the Chancellor. You said that you didn't notice that he limped before. That's not something I noticed either. Um, I, maybe I, it was from another episode and I've just... No, no, he always limped. He had he always had that stick though. He always oh. usually walked with a stick. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, it was really noticeable to me. But then Jossadal said limp away. Yeah, so. yeah limp away. was on fire with the zingers mm-hmm. in that little scene. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Like, and you ugly. You sure are ugly. Anyway, look at you. And he's just, just he's throwing them playing at him. He's yeah. playing this power play. And, I mean, it's an interesting scene because, obviously, um, the Khan's group of people are going to be informed that uh, Jossadal thinks that um, Chawi's dead. Mm-hmm. So he gets that information. But yeah, there was this weirdness that Jalzadal kind of calls him out and is saying, there's this weird silence. Basically, he's threatening him. He's going, well, would you make this decision? 
would you do this? And do you respect your con? And it's kind of quiet. And it just like, I don't know. Like, well, oh, and Jossigal says it later to Kublai. says, he's a good man, you're chief of war, basically. Mm-hmm. But he's too honest. Like, he was... You know, you you know an honest man in his silences, and usually mm-hmm. silence is more truthful. And oh. I so he, yeah, I, he says that to Kublai, and I think it is a testament too to Yosef being true to himself, but also trying to be true to his con, which is what he says to Jasadal is like I. It's not my place to say, but mm-hmm. I'll do, you know, like I serve God by serving my con. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, you think he's a, a port or a pathway to God? He's like, no, he's just a man. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. how I, I thought see in it. that scene, which we'll talk about in a minute, I thought that Jasada was referencing the con being quiet. I didn't, he's I didn't talking make about that. Yusuf. Okay. Yeah. I didn't make that connection. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, interesting. He's just mm-hmm. blatantly being like, quiet. Well, he was basically saying, your man is smart and he's honest and mm-hmm. he doesn't think you yeah. should be going to war. And mm-hmm. it's interesting that you're a chief of war doesn't want you to and yet you mm-hmm. are like you're not listening to him and I think mm-hmm. it's another power play that Jossada was doing like I know mm-hmm. what you're doing but you don't know what I'm doing and mm-hmm. you should maybe listen to your chief of staff type thing yeah um and then we see oh Jingham so Jingham basically is the biggest cock block out <laughs> you have this scene that I don't know. I'm excited to see Warrior Princess and um, Biamba Biamba make out for a little Kudulun. bit. Kudulun. Kudulun. And they're talking about like you're the wolf. No, you're the wolf. <laughs> you're the crow. What are we gonna do about war? I don't know. We're like the hot war. Let's couple. just have sex on the war map. Like they're so like. What's with this? What's with everyone having forbidden sex in this episode? Everyone, every, yeah. every girl That's keeps trying true. to have forbidden sex. Like, let's do it now. And the guy's just like, listen, then, we can't do it here. Come on, give is, it to me. You're right. Yeah. It's like everyone's trying to do it. I'm just like, Ugh. I mean, I get it. <laughs> I mean, we're, but we're, I guess there's no real privacy. I suppose they're like, it's my dad's. He's like, it's my dad's turn. <laughs> Should we really? I don't care. I don't okay. care. Like, do me on the war map. <laughs> and then Jingham's like. Hey, like, hey, hey, crow and war horse. I know. Uh-huh. I know. <laughs> All of us were just like, shut up, Jingo. Even when he was seen in the first scene, and he does this weird kind of like brush his hair from his with face. His thumb, I, was like, like, I cannot with oh, him. Oh, Jingo. He's just. I just feel like he, for me, is a constant mean girls moment of he doesn't even go here. Yeah. Like, no one wants him here. <laughs> Don't no one, listen to what no he says. No one wants you like, here. No one, he, doesn't, oh, he doesn't do anything in this. Come and, on, I'm from here, guys. Yeah. yeah. He comes in, does a massive cock blob, and then he basically confesses that he doesn't trust Marco oh. and he doesn't, uh, and that Ahmed has his back. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what's the name? Uh, yeah. Uh, I liked it when he said, uh, I'm sorry. I got lost for a quick second. I liked it when he said, when he was, when he asked, when he asked, um, Jingham, why do you, why do you think he did it? And Jingham's just like, because I'm confident. Because it's from me. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Then yeah. Yeah, not what facts do you have? My confidence. And we yeah. all were like, oh, boo. Like, Jingham, man. He just, like, everything. Like, even the beginning, he's just always ranting against Marco. And I thought he got over it. No. You know, with the issue with Marco's father, I thought he began to understand him. He's still like, why is he listening to him? Well, you know what's going to happen is they're going to keep Marco and the court and then I mean him and Blue Princess got you know they did the deed and he's gonna flip 2,000 ships Mm -hmm. Jingham's his hatred for Marco is only gonna amplify I almost feel like I just want Jingham to just explode just like just (laughs) like like, (laughs) yeah that's what I feel like if it was a comedy so (laughs) so that kind of sets us up for a little bit later on Uh, and then we meet this there's this nice kinship between uh, Marco and one of the captives oh and yeah. it's a really nice banter. Um, we see them playing what I would call knuckle bones. Did you guys have knuckle bones? Mm-mm. Oh, gosh. I'm such we a foreigner. We had like jacks. That's a really a game? Yeah, they were like little kind of bone-shaped things like that. And there would be like levels, like little games. So you kind of like have to throw them and make them land on the back I of your hand. I thought they were just playing old-school dice, like Mongolian dice. Like, we didn't have dice back then. Oh, okay. Oh. So <laughs> yeah, here's kind of like, I this is a too. sheep. This is a cow. This is a horse. I'm like, what are you playing? Yeah. <laughs> what game is this? Initially, I thought they were teeth. I was like, it's weird, but it's cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I play like, sheep, horse, goat? I uh. like their friendship, you know? Yeah. Like, um, well, Mako gives him some meat, which is weird, too. I'm like, meat out of your pocket. That's weird. Like, <laughs> my brain goes, they will have upset stomachs. Know, you know? Gonna, gonna get <laughs> uh, but it's a nice friendship. He calls him blonde, which is kind of cute. And yeah, it's weird because it's the first time we see Marco speak fondly of his new home. 
Yeah. yeah. So it, what did you guys think about that? Because he literally says, um, yes, I'm very blessed to be in, in the Imperial House. and I, f- I feel like uh, Marco is really showing confidence that he's he's fully immersed Mm. Into Kublai's mm-hmm. court, he's and he's fully, happy. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, like Kublai's my feel guy. Good about it. I'm with it. I swear everything to him. He's mm-hmm. my yeah. like. He's fully immersed. And when the guy's asking him questions about, will he accept me? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. You can have you can have a great time. Mm. You know, we got milk. We got cows. And he's just you know yeah. like oh yeah. Well, he yeah, asked everything. he asked him first what he would miss. Yeah. Would he like, miss anything about mm-hmm. here? And the guy's like, I can't think of anything. Yeah. yeah. What did you think of that that little budding friendship? I felt the same. I thought it was really nice to see. I think it softened the episode until a point, mm-hmm. um, obviously, yeah. and then made it worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, it, yeah, it was a really nice um, moment to see Marco interact with this guy and, I guess, have a kinship as well. Like, oh, I see myself in you, and mm-hmm. it'll be fine. Oh, you you do crafts? Like, mm-hmm. he has so many great craftsmen. You're going to love it. Yeah. yeah. You probably won't get to live where I live, but you'll be happy. And... Um, yeah, it felt like to me solidifying Marco's in it. Mm. Like he's he's found love for the con yeah. and his new home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they did that intentionally so that fast forward a few minutes and then we can see such a dramatic yeah. flip. And, yeah. and not only um confident, not only uh, happy in the court. He's like I feel like he's overconfident now to mm. the to to having the con's ear. But mm. even beforehand, mm-hmm. when Jingham. Uh, was against his uh, initial plot to you know to do the war thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marco just goes. He's like, no, we gotta do it my way. My way's mm-hmm. the right way. That's what yeah. I saw. And mm-hmm. He's just he before he might have been like, well, okay, maybe the prince is right. And mm-hmm. Now he's just full on like, no, nah, um, Kublai. Everyone hates Stringham. Like, yeah, Kublai, <laughs> listen to me. Like he's just full on like completely confident. He's I feel like his his chest is puffed up. He's really mm-hmm. feeling himself mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Well, by not, this time, not by about this to. Moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that moment, so yeah, it's a nice. I, I really like that. I think it was a nice too. camaraderie. Yeah. Um, I didn't know why they introduced the the prisoner, but when you see later, like, oh, this was just a plot mm-hmm. point to make him. Yeah, to let so you, you're tied to it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and so it's a bigger. Pull the rug from under you. Yep, we yeah. all, we're all good. Kudos. Uh, there's an interesting scene that follows this where uh, it's Biamba and Warrior Princess's dad. <laughs> uh, where they're like kind of touching this horse. I don't know. I feel like for me, I'm like, stop touching the horse, Biamba. Like, <laughs> this is your future wife's dad. <laughs> I guess in you know, maybe Stand Western culture. Attention. Yeah, it would be a different conversation. Uh, it ends up being this kind of nice chat. But to start with, I'm like... You want to marry his daughter? Like, shouldn't you pay attention? He's yeah. like just feeding his horse. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It mirrored like a high school boy being like on a couch, fidgeting, <laughs> waiting for the girlfriend, and the dad being like, "So, uh, what are your intentions with my daughter?" And the yeah. kid being like, "Oh, I don't know. We're just. I have a car. And oh, I'm you're just like, having a car with her. Yeah, no, you're gonna be in the car oh, with no, her. No, yeah. I'll have her back by nine. I am. Um, yeah. Well, my daughter does have good taste, so mm-hmm. I'm trusting yeah. that you're noble and kind. Yeah, no, I am. I am. Like just looking around, fidgeting. Yeah. Kind of like, I mean, obviously it's different because Biamba is Biamba. Biamba. And he has kind of a nice moment when the dad walks off and he's kind of like smiling. And I, I did say out loud, I was like, Daddy. He, he said something. He goes, Well, I'm glad that the horse won't be in my herd. Yeah, or I didn't something. get that reference. Well, I didn't understand that. Um, I, I was like, think is that a it dig or that, is that? No, no, no. I think it's that um, since he's going to marry Kutalan, that yeah. that's like her horse. And he was like, it was a weak horse anyways. You know, kind of like a, like, oh. cool. Like, mm-hmm. it, oh, it's you know how horse. guys do digs at each other? Like, hey, man, you look like shit. It's their way of saying, like, I love you. That is how we communicate. Where I, it <laughs> felt like one of those moments of being, like, <laughs> making a funny comment to be like, Good. I'm glad that my daughter's taking her horse with her. It was always it was badly stupid trained. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. To be, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah because the smiles like cool. I've got his blessing, and he's yeah. actually a cool guy. Kind of. Well, good for them. Well, good our for little yeah, stories. Our favorite end. power couple. Yeah. Hey, good job. Uh, Wikipedia Wilburn. You made a comeback. Yes. You brought it back. Yes. Thank you. You thought it'd gone away. No, no we back. got you. We're here. Yeah, Wikipedia. This great scene with Kublai Khan and Jai Sadal when they're just sitting opposite each other for a period of time. Even the camera angle is just like it's comical. Kublai, yeah, yeah, and just silence. He's so smug. He's just looking at him like. (laughs) 
Well, isn't it funny they're there for a parlay and all they do is just threaten each other? I know. Mm-hmm. And then they walk out and they're like, well, that didn't work. So. <laughs> oh, by the way, here's my wife. She's alive. Yeah. And, and here's we have people all in cages. of your people in cages. <laughs> yeah, you're going to look really stupid now. And, uh, and then the jousted out ends up giving good face. It's, a lot of good face acting. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a... I feel like that was a genuine surprise, though. I don't think that he anticipated yeah, Chubby to be alive. Because yeah. uh, you felt that. And I love the subtlety of the the acting in big moments here. You know, like, yeah. they're always having to play against, like... The story is that he's surprised. We kind of look at his face, and it's all happening internally. Mm-hmm. So, total kudos to all of the cast for this because I think that they do it really well. Yeah, they're really good. They're so subtle, and it allows us as the audience to investigate and have theories. Whereas, you know, if you compare something like this to maybe a soap or something else, it, you know, you could have yeah. the sound off and be able to tell the story. Whereas, I like the subtleties that the cast plays with here. So, yeah. and with the, such a complex script, you know, like we're all actors too, yeah. understanding that and then being able to play against. So, I don't know whether that's the director that's, you know, phenomenal or it's a, I imagine it's more of a team effort. But yeah. this was one of those moments where the stakes are so high and you've got these two lead males who are just sort of straight face and it's yeah. exciting to watch. It, it, it really was, is. It was a really good scene. And yeah. I love the, like, Kublai just, his lines are just so quick and to the point. Like, when he says, oh, so you want me to, to just give up to you? He's like, if you're smart. Yeah. I was like, oh, alright. That's what I'm talking I about, Kublai. It. Just, like, yeah, you know, if you're not dumb. If not, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I love that about him. He's had those moments before where he makes his little quips and yeah. he's pretty pointed and I think Joss is a, he doesn't have to say as many things because he's got his secrets. Hmm. He still does, but hmm. he more uses facts yeah. like, oh, your man Yosef, he's very honest. Mm-hmm. Like, you should listen to him. And Kublai's kind of like, or you could get down on your knees, bitch. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Joss was like, cool. I tried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I, it, it is that whole thing of like, we can see all of the cons cards like mm-hmm. we're we're privy to all of his information but we're not with Dalsadal so it is yeah. that interesting thing to watch yeah. well and you you do see the moment of surprise with him and then fury at his men in cages and mm-hmm. you think wow like he like he's really wounded mm-hmm. um you see him wounded again later in the episode with Jing Fei um but then the turn of course is really interesting that the battle doesn't go how we think it's going to go and mm-hmm. you're like Jossed out always knows something that we don't. Mm. He's so insecure. There's something when he talks, there's this insecurity to him where he always has to zing you. Where he mm-hmm. always has to, mm. while you're talking to him, he has to let you know, by the way, I'm smarter than you, and that's why, uh. Mm. You know, he, this is very, him and Jingham. He's just, you know, yeah. he's just smarter and better than Jingham. But yeah. he, but they both have this little, this, you know, that like trying to prove a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm this, you know. What, um, what did you think about the scene that comes directly after this with the, with Jingfei and with um, Jocelyn So he's sitting there, and she basically, he wipes off her makeup and then gestures to the sword, and then she's going to dance with the sword. So before I tell, like, my opinion of this scene to, to its well, my, climax, what did you think about this particular scene? My first thought was, that's pretty impressive that she did that with the sword when yeah. she committed suicide. Like, that big old sword, and she was just like, no. And just completely inhaled it. I was just mm-hmm. like, you should, that's pretty. I mean, after the first, after the she, after the first point into her gut, she probably she wouldn't have been able to, to do it. But she just mm. that blade was so long. Mm-hmm. She just she took it like a champ. Mm. No, but she yeah. just put it all into her ribs. Sorry, that's a lot. We, of, that's we a lot got of the rest. joke way too <laughs> yeah, yeah, later we're, after that. We were yeah, so engrossed in my like thing. Then, she had this big sword, and she just well because he kind of tell know? he confesses his love to her. Yeah. And then she's dancing, and I almost thought she might take a stab at killing him. Like, she's doing this dance, which I, I'm not sure if that's, like, a, a done thing. Like, hey, I'm going to dance with a sword in front of you. But she has a few digs, mm-hmm. and that's when he chooses to reveal, like, hey, you lied to me. And her answer to that is, like, cool, I'm going to kill myself. So I, what are your thoughts on it, Kitty? Yeah, I felt like from the moment that he ushered to the sword, she understood. Yeah. I feel like the okay. dance started, and she knew. I think it was, um, I think sometimes when you're going through extreme emotions, there's a part of you that has to escape for a second and I felt like that's what it was and they did it through the dance which was beautiful and artistic and I think indicative of the show as a whole and the way that they exhibit 
this specific culture Mm -hmm. and the way that they don't have to talk about things. They don't have to explain it so much. Mm. They can do it in a dance, which is amazing to me. Mm. And it spoke so much to me without words. And Mm. the moments that she did, and I thought the same thing. I was like, is she going to kill him? And when she didn't with the first swipe, I was like, no, it's that part of her that wishes she could. So I felt like all of it was very metaphorical and they did it in a very cool way that was beautiful to watch. Um, And I think when you see her getting emotional, I guess that was a moment for me where I was like, I think that she does love him in a strange way. And I think the way that he never touched her Mm -hmm. um, was also like Part, you know, partly because he was disgusted by, you know, the whoreness aspect mm. of it because of his sister, but also because I think there's a love there. And I don't know if she would have gotten that from other men who loved yeah, her true. to she, be able to go, I'm not going to touch you. I just, mm. just be with me. And I think there is an aspect of that where she's like, I disappointed him. I do love him. Even if he did all these terrible things, like I think you can love someone and still be aware that you shouldn't love them. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, it's also, um, you know, a cultural thing to kill yourself with a sword admirably. Well, it's and not so, the first character that's done it in the show either. Obviously, yeah. the real blue princess kills herself that way, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, but, but that's why I made the reference to the knife, to the sword. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't all a sexual reference. When I made reference to the sword, well, it was just... Well, the sword is a phallic-weighted, <laughs> yeah. phallic object, too. So. Yeah, well, yeah. But it was, she just, before she used a knife, and that's why the sword was so big, too. Mm-hmm. And she really... She really goes through her mm, with yeah. her blade, and it's just—it's just so long that <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not no, we're I'm gonna really, leave you there. We're no, not gonna help not, you at all. You wrap to, it up. I'm not trying to say anything, but it's like—it's just like it, she doesn't look strong enough to put that entire blade yeah. through yeah. her. It That's was a—it was shot interestingly too. You know, he walks out, and we see it all happening behind mm-hmm. him. I kind of thought, like, I wrote that it was art, an artistic way to do that—that that yeah. whole scene. And I thought that was kind of cool, and it did slow the pace of the episode down a little yeah, bit because we're not quite sure how it's going to go. And yeah, you're right. There's a lack of dialogue in that scene too. I thought it was quite cool. And he had that one tear. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was good to see him be vulnerable and honest in an episode where there was um, well, actually there was a lot of honesty happening but I think on his end he's always so secretive sure. and I think for him to literally say to someone I shouldn't have fallen in love with you like I but I did mm-hmm. and I yeah that was like, shocking to me that he even admitted that to be honest to with say you. that out loud that, I, like, oh. I was really shocked by it and to see him cry like there were those were moments that were huge mm-hmm. for his character to be like wow this is and a he, man he has no one now and mm-hmm. I think that makes him scarier yeah you know yeah. as a villain to go I'm not tied to anything yeah there's no there's one. no one anymore yeah. so uh we then have a bit of a friendship breakup uh, with Biamba and Marco. It moves into this scene in the tent. Uh, this is something we actually have been talking about in our real lives this week, like when friendships, when friends break up with each other. Have you ever like had a, a friend break-, break up with you? I remember I broke up with a friend when I was younger. Did you? Yeah. And it, it, was, it, was, it was actually it was my he was my best friend, but it was actually very similar. It wasn't not to this because I don't I don't think they broke up, but it was very similar. But it felt that way. It's kind of. It hurts because you're like, these yeah. are our buddies. We yeah. love the Bianca Mar- Marco. Well, I do anyway. They're dynamic. We've seen them like yeah. have little battles and, and Marco know, take saved digs. his life. Yeah. yeah. He's trying, but he, that's why he's just, I don't really think he's breaking up with him. I just think he's trying to let him know, listen, you have yeah. to get out of here. Because yeah. he's pretty much warning him that no one trusts you. Well, those two specifically don't trust you. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ahmed and Ahmed. 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 Jingham, yeah. And yeah. Jingham. And air, what was the line he said? Arrows fly from all different directions. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. might take that opportunity mm-hmm. to stick it to you. Mm. I think so it was you gotta leave, man. like when someone's like, I don't love you, leave. But really, <laughs> in their eyes, they're like, stay, please stay. Yeah. Don't leave. And, like, it felt yeah. like, like, I an, never loved you. Yeah, a moment of yeah. trying to hurt someone to help them. Yeah. It's also the first wave, because we've, we've, we see Margot slowly get broken down now, so we've gone, he loves it, he loves it in the palace, and he's telling yeah. his friend, the <laughs> little captor, about it. Like, <laughs> And it's so wonderful. Yeah. And then He's like got his best friend being like, "Think you should leave, bro. Yeah. People don't like you here anymore." <laughs> Ow. Ow. Uh, and then, then he steps outside on. Then it comes and it to starts on. to get worse. Now, this is probably one of the most disturbing scenes uh, I have seen for yeah. a number of reasons. Uh, basically, everyone gets cut up. 
and their limbs are put into a soup. And I didn't know what was happening. No. And, I mean, the episode is called Rendering. And we were chatting a little bit before the show, too, about why. Now, I found out that one of the reasons, one of the names for rendering is kind of to melt down the fat into an oil. And so it seems like that's what they're doing. They're cutting the limbs off of the captors, putting them in this cauldron of a body soup. Biggest cauldron mm. I've ever seen in my life. I know. And they, Where do they get that? I don't know. How did they get, get it there? That's a big, that's <laughs> that's a big a really problem. First of all, how do you get, how do you move these cities? We don't <laughs> yeah. see that. Yeah. Uh, and it's disturbing, it's horrific, and they say something about we're going to rain fire and render it into a weapon. So I don't know whether they're using it in, as an oil, is that what we suspected? You would, um, yeah, and they did this in the medieval times in um, Wikipedia England, Wilbur. too. Um, <laughs> yeah, job. when they would uh, drop oil at the entry. Uh, okay. So if they were to o- be able to open the, the mm-hmm. door that allows you into the entryway of the castle, they would have oil cans, mm-hmm. and they would drop it mm-hmm. um, onto the incoming yeah. soldiers and then light them on fire. But my question is, uh, awesome. and he does it. <laughs> so they're using their own people's Great. body melting flesh blood mm-hmm. to then light on fire. Yeah. These um, people are sick. Hundred Eyes comes out of nowhere when, after yes. when, Marco, yeah. when Marco sees this and Hundred Eyes like on cue. It's crazy. He just comes on cue. By the way, here I am. Mm-hmm. You should just to inform him what happened. Yeah. And he tells him that it's pretty much just a ploy against Jao Sidab because he's yeah. using his own people against him. Is Jao Sidab even going to know? Is he even going to know that this oil that they're using? I think it's just a like, mental the, thing. I mean, he saw him in cages. I'm sure there's an aspect of Jaws Sadal that knew. He saw him yeah, there and was like, cool, so they're going to... I mean, I think I think it's it was really play. important to see, though, because Marco has gone, this is my home, these people are great, and I, it's... And a hundred eyes says it. He Marco's like, this is sin. And he's like, no, this is war. And this is not just war. This is your cons war, by the way. And yeah. I think you're you, part of, you're yeah. part of this. And yeah. you saw a hundred eyes have some moments of doubt in himself when they went into, um, the, uh, Jossadao city mm-hmm. when he was like, oh, it's so funny that you think that this is a war that you actually believe in. There's mm-hmm. a difference between, um, what you're, what you actually believe in and what you're compelled to believe in. So mm-hmm. I think you're seeing a bit of Hundred Eyes being like, buddy, like you are confusing what what you think is loyalty mm. with force loyalty. Like mm. you you don't really have a choice. Like Yeah. They yeah. said um I think one of the most disturbing things that adds to that image is it's the first time we 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 get smell bought into it. There's mm. this shot of Marco yeah. smelling it before he sees it, and I think that mm. added an yeah. extra layer like, oh. of yeah. what that environment must be like. I, yeah, with television, that's a really interesting thing we don't see is people yeah. reacting to a smell. They so don't have it, smell yeah. it yet. adds to the it's yuckness that we're to feeling see, for sure. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then they bring in the blonde, blonde's friend. They was calling them blonde. Yeah. That's yes. the part. The worst and then part. They did, he was screaming out, "I want to go home." Yeah, he I says, "Blonde." He says, "Blonde, blonde, I want to go home." Oh. Right there, like Marco he, was just like, "Wait a second. He, it was like a reality. Like, mm-hmm. okay, this isn't everything I thought it was. Yeah. Um, we then see five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> we need to get to the blue princess and Marco because <laughs> girl gives it up. Okay. See, so Marco's one- at his lowest. He's like. Maybe I am not attached to anyone. I hate this. I'm going to leave. And she's like, hey. Oh, by the way, I'm not really the princess. Love me. And he's like, okay, cool. Like, all this forbidden sex. They keep trying to have sex with sex with these guys in the worst times. I know. When she was when she was mounting him, like the first time I watched the episode, I'm literally looking at the screen like, Marco, not now. Not now, Marco. Get out. But if you think about it, the blue princess, I'm like, she is effing shit up. All the she time, is. in a way that you're not aware of until that moment. Like, you see Marco run in, starting to get his things, and he's going, I'm leaving. Yeah. Like, I can't I'm realizing now I can't stand for this. And then she's in the corner like, where are you going? And I'm like, no, bitch. Like, <laughs> step back off. off. This is the wrong moment, for sure. But it's also like, you know what? This is a woman who lied about who she is to be where she's at. And I think a lot of lies have a ripple effect. And mm-hmm. I thought that that was another way of seeing that. Mm-hmm. And... um yeah, of course, that's how their hooking up ends up happening is mm-hmm. this dramatic moment where she's like, oh, you are about to leave and save yourself? Well, mm-hmm. this is the moment I'm going to tell you that I need you to be my protector yeah. and have sex with me. Yeah. And Lord, she looked good. That's, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, she looked so Michael good. Michael looked I, like, hey, pouty lips. I was hey, like, girl. oh my goodness. I was like, we Marco. Then, 
basically have this interesting scene of it fast forwards through what happens in the war the next day. We see Marco show up before they go into war. Katie had a comment of like, he looks like shit. Yeah, like, terrible. Blue Princess kept him up all night. Mm-hmm. Like I think he's just like, this is not what I want. This yeah. Is, no. That last night was crazy. Yeah. He got his heart, um, he saw a friend die, um, vomit inducing murder. Mm-hmm. Went through Probably, a friendship breakup. Uh, sweat inducing sex. Yeah. Waking up in the morning, he doesn't know what's happening. He looked happening. like hell. They yeah. really made him look like hell. And then we see the climax of the the episode. It's Marco on his knees in front of the con, being like, I'm sorry. And, and Jingham, Jingham loving every moment of it. Loving it, being like, this is why everyone thinks it. Which is interesting, because we don't know what the con's people think of Marco at this point. Like, I feel like they would be on side with him because yeah. Jingham's such a douche. But yeah. And I know that they're not supportive of Jingham, so that's maybe an interesting point. And Marco basically saying, I'm sorry, Jingham coming at him, Biamba, yay, friendship <laughs> reunited, yeah. uh, defending him, and the end of the episode basically on the con saying retreat. Yeah. So what do you guys predict for next episode? Quick prediction. The, the, the marriage is probably going to be, is probably, uh, uh, Jing is probably going to have to get married to Blue Princess, mm-hmm. and we all know that's going to be trouble. And I'm yeah. seeing, Jing is just going to hate on Marco some more. It's going to be, it's going to jump up. And I, mm. I'm i really curious to see how Marco's mentality in the next few episodes after this. What do you think the con's going to do to Marco? What, do, what will I change with that relationship? I feel like I they're going to have a council of some kind. Like, you know how they always sit and they play chess or something. Um, at the same time, I could also see him pushing him out coldly, like not mm-hmm. being like, you're going to be in jail now, but just not allowing him into his court, like keeping mm-hmm. at a, a distance until he can work out in his head what went wrong, because that's such a personal blow to him. Like, he mm-hmm. wanted that win, and he wanted it, the legacy. What was it? It's not, it, there's no good in anything unless it's finished, was the and line. And he didn't finish it, yeah. and so I think for him, even him being like, retreat he was just staring like mm. how did this happen and you see that sort of mm. hope lost so i could see him shutting marco out in a hurtful way because he can't mm. yeah. i don't think he thinks marco did it intentionally no i think that my prediction for the next episode is marco's going to receive some information that will help buy his way back in whether it's mm. on who is calling the shots who is the leak who is Achman. the rat yeah <laughs> obviously Achman. i think that's what's going to happen we're going to see marco be pushed out a little bit and then him receive some information and it will probably be contested by Jingham or something like that. Yeah. That's kind of the feeling I get for it and how it will push forward. Um, but yes, we're so excited about the next episode. Yes. We're excited yeah. to see you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Um, but we also wanted to quickly talk about uh, American Crime. We spoke yes. about this last yes, episode. It's going to happen on Thursday, March 5th. Mm. On oh my gosh, a- this week. On ABC. Oh yeah, it's That's March. so exciting. <laughs> Whoa, my life. Uh, so it's yeah, this Thursday in two days. And it's a it's an amazing new it's a groundbreaking it looks show. Incredible. Yeah. The show's a Pisces. Yeah. <laughs> the show is a Pisces. There you go. Uh, it's, it's a great, great show. Uh, I think it's going to be hugely controversial. It deals with race. It deals with sexism. Um, we all watch the trailer and think it's just going to be phenomenal. Yeah. And it has a, an amazing cast, too. So make sure you guys check in and watch that, too. And it was directed by the guy who directed 12 Years a Slave, too. Yeah. So, so they definitely, it's going to be very art- yeah, artistic yeah. and truthful. And Felicity Hoffman, great. right? Felicity Hoffman's in it. Good Ooh. job, ABC. Mm. Killing yeah. it. Um, So we're excited to see that this week. And, yeah, thank you guys. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Uh, Interact with us. Let us know your thoughts or your predictions. And we love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.